This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome back to another episode of How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and if you tuned in last week, we did an awesome show. It was hilarious and informative and really revealing, and it was everything that men do not understand about women. So we dove into that last week. If you haven't caught it, go back and listen to that. And this week, we're going to flip that on its head, and we're going to do a show, Everything That Women Do Not Understand About Men. So we asked our listeners to send us your questions. Everybody emailed us your questions at men at at iheartradio.com, and we compiled a list of all our listener questions of what women do not understand about men. And I brought two distinguished gentlemen on this episode to help me answer these questions. Last week we had him on, he came back for another one. Mr. Bob Guinea, what's up buddy? How are you doing buddy? I'm excellent, thanks for having me again, I appreciate it. You were so fun last week, we had to have you back bud. Um, that was so exhausting Bob, last week. Right? So Bob, Bob is ye of TV personality, everything TV, and we also have ye of TV and film personality. Mr. Bart Johnson, who was on with us a couple weeks ago. Bart, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Thank you to be in the, I'm glad to be in the distinguished gentleman category. It feels like an honor. Thanks. Right. Thanks so much. Refined, distinguished <laughs> gentleman. That I've is been called nice. a lot of things. And, uh, I've never been called these nice Bart, things. Um, right, Bob? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel so mature right now. It feels good. <laughs> um. Bart, also, uh, tell me about Held. You just had the world premiere of your new movie on Wednesday, Held. How did that go? You know, it's a little mixed feelings there, to be honest, Brooks, because, you know, you work so hard on this movie, and, and you get to this festival, and it's premiering at this big film festival in London, and we we're all excited to go, and then everything shut. So yeah, we've got right. opening night of this big festival playing to an empty theater. So, But... It, everybody can tune in digitally, right? It's well, every worldwide. I guess the movie geotagged, which is something I'm learning about. So only if you're in London can you watch the movie. Uh, so they did okay. have a, a big digital screening only locally. So hopefully they're able to control that. The movie doesn't get pirated or however that works. Uh, but the reviews are rolling in today. So today has been a super exciting day. I'm seeing the first reviews and people are yes. loving it. So awesome, buddy. Pumped for you. Okay. Um, pump for you. Okay, dudes, let's get into this. So our goal today is to help women understand men. So we have a list of questions and I'm going to rapid fire these to us and we're going to get through as many as we can. And as always, raw, unfiltered, hit them with the truth, boys. <laughs> okay. Yes. By the way, Bob, Bob, feel, uh, do you feel more confident than I do with this, like this subject matter? Like, <laughs> And, no. and then, right and then another oh. question like i mean uh you feel like women do understand us in general you know i i i, I will tell you i i kind of thought i was just i thought i had it all dialed in and then last <laughs> week when brooks and i went through the things that you know uh that men don't understand i was like <laughs> yeah i don't understand a lot of this stuff but i feel like i feel like we're easy right like i think guys are easy so I feel like, like uh, we were talking about this last week, like this will probably, we could probably wrap this show in about nine minutes with 50 questions. <laughs> it's pretty simple, but, but at the same time, right. you know, it'd be interesting because we are all different guys who, you know, uh, from different experiences seemingly have a lot of similarities as well. But I think it'd be really interesting to see, uh, you know, how our takes are on this. Cause I definitely, I'm going to make my wife listen to this uh, podcast so that she definitely understands us. After. 
Yeah. <laughs> You've been married for how long? Uh, four years. Four years? Okay, awesome. Well done. This, um, I mean, it's not my first marriage, to be, to be candid. So okay. I got it right. I got it right in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, so it takes some time. Um, yeah, yeah. Part, part, last week, Bob was just gracious because Bob and I got raked across the coals last week. <laughs> this is what we, what we don't understand about women. We were sacrificial lambs. So we're oh, yeah. back. We are back for some revenge here. Uh, not revenge. I shouldn't say revenge. It's the wrong word. But we're going to answer some of the, <laughs> we're going to answer some of the questions for ladies. Okay. Very first question. Very first question. A very hot question that we received. Why do men leave the seat up on the toilet? Women do not understand. Convenience is key, I think, you know, but also, I mean, for that sake, why would women leave the seat down? I mean, I'll answer the question with a question. So <laughs> why is it okay to, for the woman to leave the seat down, but not for the man to leave the seat up? I mean, we, one way or the other, we've all got to do some work when we go in there. So either I got to put the seat up or she's got to put the seat down. So, I mean, at the end of the day, who's really at fault here? <laughs> I, I remember when we were first married, my wife would get mad if any urine hit the, 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 the bolt under the seat. And I said, well, hang on a second. We're going to drop the seat after. So isn't that like, you want me to lift up the seat and make sure none of porcelain is sprinkled? Yeah, that's a lot to ask. Oh, on. Well, I mean, pick one or the other. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving the seat totally clean. You should let me like, you know, but I, yeah. I gotta say that argument, I lost a long time ago, man. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've never understood it. I've never left the seat up. I've never been a leave the seat up guy. I don't know. Yeah. Just the way I think my mom. I think when I was a kid, probably when I was really young, I was taught put the seat down. So I never had this thing like leave the seat up when I got to be an adult. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I have a brother. He's about my age. My brother Adam, um, single guy, and he comes and stays with us every time he stays with us. Seats up. Every time. Really? Matter of fact, yeah. And recently he was with us and I got home and the seat was up and I said, oh, Adam must be staying. <laughs> you were right. Tell he was, tell he was, and, I, and he's a very considerate, thoughtful guy. I think purely has to do with like unaware, which is me. like a theme that's going to be, I have a feeling it's going to be recurring theme on this show here. It's just like, oh, yeah. guys are kind of unaware. We just don't get right? it. And we don't think it's a big, like, I will tell you, I'm not a lead the seat up guy either, but I think it's because I've been in a relationship for so long. We live together and totally. it's just like, you learn not to, cause you just don't want to get, yep. yeah. 100%, you know, you know how long you've been in a relationship with how you treat that, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. Question number two, why do men adjust their junk every five minutes? <laughs> I love these questions. <laughs> because we can? <laughs> I think it's because we can, that's why. I mean, honestly, I will tell you, I got a buddy who I literally, I'll, I'll say, it will be at an event and I'll just be like, dude, you got to stop, man. I'm like, really? now it's like something, we used to tease him all the time, you know, and now I look over at him and I'll be like, oh my God, you know, it's like all you see, he just can't help himself. So I got to say, I've never really been a big, uh, you know, junk adjuster, but my wife will probably tell you that, you know, I'll be like, uh, what was the guy married with children back in the day? Um, yeah, buddy. Buddy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like yeah. Al Bundy, Our hero. you know, with the hand on the trousers, watching the, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you don't even realize you're doing it sometimes. So I definitely am guilty of that one. Hey, Bart? Bobby, are you still friends with that guy? Yeah, we, you know, remember that when that thing came out, uh, uh, it was uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla did this thing like Cranky Anchors back in the day. Oh, yeah. 
And yeah. it was like, just, if you have a friend calls, we, we just always called him Cranky Anchor because he couldn't keep his hand off of himself, you know, all the time. <laughs> so the we, we're still buddies. We're still buddies. I haven't seen him in a while and obviously haven't had to go to a function with him in a while, thankfully. That, that's one of the silver linings of COVID is you don't have to take your buddy self on. <laughs> I'm just curious, if, does he wear boxers? I mean, is that a thing? Is it like, because the briefs obviously not as cool, but a lot yeah. more support, a lot more. They do you know, curtail you. Yes. I think he switched to the boxer briefs, which I think was a big move for him. I think it was very helpful. Happy very helpful for him. to contain yeah. his junk and shit. Bart, yeah. Yeah. Bart what's, what's, what's your answer? Why do you think guys do it? Truthfully, like, why do you think guys do it? Man, honestly, I think there's just like, there's a lot of uh, action going on here with your, 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 you know, the way clothes are designed and whatnot. And I think like uh, boxers, okay, this is what I've noticed. When you're wearing workout clothes, you know, you have those, uh, they're kind of like compression shorts. Yeah. And things are like held in place, man. Things aren't rubbing. It's great. And like, I don't feel like there's any kind of adjustment. And now that I kind of live in workout gear most of the day, yeah. I'm pretty comfortable, man. I don't yeah. find myself like adjusting all the time. But if you're like more casual and things are just kind of, I mean, there's a crease there. There's, there's all sorts of, you know, hems and body parts, like sweat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sweat. Sweat was the one I was going to go with. Like things, sometimes things get toasty down there, especially in LA. You know, you know LA, throw, man, I'm you a shorts guy, I'm a Canadian guy. Right. I'm a, I'm a Canadian. I run hot or I like, I, <laughs> I, I do better in cold weather. And then I get in hot weather and I got to put pants on to go to this event. Like it's getting <laughs> toasty. Sometimes yeah. it needs a rearrangement. <laughs> okay. Question number three, moving on from that. Here's a fun one for you guys. Why do men love boobs? Why do men love boobs? Man. Uh, I'll, I'll let you take the lead on this one, buddy. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've actually heard, I don't know, uh, this is totally uneducated and it'll probably give me some trouble, but I heard there's like some real psychological reasons for that. There's something about like those represent life and like giving you, when you're a baby, like it, it, it has 100% of, everything you need right the liquid yeah. the food the nutrients everything and there's something on a really deep psychological level where men relate to like you know and then maybe bigger is subconsciously a, an, a, an expression of more life more nutrients and more you know a visceral sort of uh survival thing sure. mm. you guys yeah. buy that that's total crap. yeah i love it i think it sounds great i i would actually qualify myself as more of an ass man and so i have no idea what that means I don't know what you're I saying. Don't... I like what you're saying. The ample bosom represents life. I get it. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I'm not really necessarily speaking from personal experience. This is just like some conversations I've heard. So sure. <laughs> um, it's, it's just, I, I don't, I don't think about that one, Bart. That's not what I side with. I just find it extremely attractive. Yeah. It is just, so, let's be okay. real. It is just extremely okay, right. provocative and attractive and beautiful. Now, is it, is it because it, so, I mean, it, it is sort of represents the female figure, right? Because that's not really a thing a man has. Like, and if he does that, you know, you got rock hard pet, but it's like, not like this soft sort of like, the, you know. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very feminine. It's a very, yeah. It's a very a feminine. feminine representation like that, that it just gives off of, to me, it gives off a feminine energy. That's just really attracting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think that's true too. Definitely. For sure. Okay. Um, all right. Next question. Why don't men like us getting advice, talking about them with our friends? Why do men not like when women talk about their man 
with their friends and getting advice about them from their friends? I think it depends on the friends. Ooh, that's a great part. one. You know, Elaborate. You if it's a if it's a friend that like I'm close with too, then I'll be I'll probably be a little more open to the idea because yeah. I feel like that person also has my back. But if it's someone who I don't like or someone who I don't know and it's like <laughs> some random, then I'll be like, who the hell is this person commenting on me? I don't know who I am. And then I also <laughs> I also feel like there's a, a a bit you know guys I think in large part we're secure but we're also you know when it comes to relationships we have our insecurities. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, you really don't want those put out there for, you know, the, the viewing public. You want that to be something that, you know, is kind of, it's, it's a personal thing or a private thing. And if it's going to be out there, you want to put it out there. So if it's like, you know, if I do something that annoys the hell out of her, I'd like to be the one that goes, man, I've been really messing up. I annoy the hell out of her because blah, blah, blah. And I've done this before. <laughs> this is a tried and true move. And her friends are go, oh yeah, I know. She tells me. I mean, this kind of leads into the question for me of, uh, can guys be friends with girls? Like, you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. having this conversation with my friend earlier today and he's always on this bike ride with this really cute girl. And I'm like, dude, what's going on there? He's like, oh no, dude, we're just friends. I'm like, no, come on. he's a single guy. I'm like, no, come on now. You're yeah. telling me if she didn't give you the opportunity, you wouldn't jump on. And he's like, well, oh, you know, uh, well, I'm not saying that. Like, okay. Uh, so I think like innately all of us guys kind of feel like we know that the safest guy friend they have still like, you know, if he had his opportunity. Right. You know? right. So yeah, now you're confiding in someone and, and having this person person conversation about your relationship with another guy, knowing the guys are a little more opportunist that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about what about a female if she's going to like a female friend? For advice, I think it's good. I'm all about it. I'm, I think it's great. I mean, I'm not totally against guys. I think I just think there's like that in the back of your mind. There's always a little bit of that. But you know, like even if you're <laughs> like, I'm pretty confident in my relationship. And and which what's awesome is my wife was with a, a lot of uh, guys that were not, you know, they were kind of insecure. Which is always like, you know, if you're lucky enough to end up with a girl that came out of a lot of bad relationships, like, hey, yeah, hey. You, look like great, <laughs> you, know, you look like a great guy. You didn't even I, have to do it. You just had to be yeah, uh, I, But yeah, I think like we all kind of know, right? We all kind of look back of our head. Like, eh. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. um, I think it's like what, I think I agree with Bob on you on, on this one. It's like, you don't know me. Like who's, do you have one is it, do you have respect for the person who's offering the advice and are they offering opinion or are they offering advice? And I think that's a big change. Like I, I have great friends that I go to for things. And one of my buddies in general, um, he is so good as he doesn't offer the, just an opinion. And this is what I think he just a, listens and asks really good questions and helps yeah. me come to my answer versus like telling me exactly what I think I want to hear. What, what my telling me what his opinion is. He's like, oh, well, what are you feeling? What do you think about it? What if it went this way? Um, and so I really respect him. I really respect people that don't just solicit opinions when they ask questions, they actually like try and, help you arise to the answer yeah so yeah, like i think that. i think i get pissed off when somebody goes to somebody and somebody offers their opinion on me and i'm like hold on you don't even know me you don't even you don't know what's going on there's more to it you're hearing one side of it you know I, yeah. don't, don't sway this into something it's not you're on a deal. I, like the, I like the analogy when people talk about uh you know relationships and they always say <clears throat> or i don't know if they always say it but it's something that stuck with me for a long time 
but there's three sides to every story. There's her side, his side, and the truth. So, you know, you, uh-huh. if you talk to each party, each party's got their own slant. It's kind of like we're talking about with text messages, how, you know, so much can be said through a text message and you can read it one way when I meant it one totally different way, but it's like, you got yeah. her side and his side and the truth. So somewhere in the middle there, if you have someone like your buddy who, you know, is really good at asking a lot of questions and just sort of, you know, yeah. playing both ends a little bit to kind of, and I mean that in a positive way, like playing both yeah. ends where sort of defending, well, maybe he meant it this way, you know, that's actually helpful and probably does both sides of that relationship a lot of good but yeah. like you know it could be a lot different of course have you guys ever been in a conversation where you're maybe complaining about your significant other and, and uh you're like yeah man you, you know well you just kind of bad mouthing him and they say yeah man you know it's really not cool you know they, they kind of start piling on you're like wait a minute it's my wife yeah. I'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Back up. i can say that you yeah. don't understand you don't understand she's coming <laughs> you start yeah, to yeah. Her it does back. that's true <laughs> yeah. Barn, it's so true. It is so true. Um, okay, next question. Why do men leave toothpaste remnants in the sink and leave kitchen drawers and cabinets open? What are we, right, animals? That, nope, that's not that's not me, man. I am super OCD about stuff. I clean everything. So I I would say, I would I would say, why does my wife do those things? Like I literally today <laughs> was walking around going, what in the hell happened in here? You know, and I was like, there's a sink. I'm like, what? And, you know. And uh, I have I have darker hair. She's got blonde hair. I'm finding blonde hair everywhere. I'm like, what is he shedding? What's going on? You know. So <laughs> yeah, I, I can't answer that one because I I am super OCD about that stuff. I gotta say that's not really an issue around our house either. Now, what is an issue is I have a tendency to not do the dishes. Like, and I don't mean to be disrespectful or anything else, but if there's a pile of dishes in there, it just doesn't register. I just walk in the other room, and my wife is like, how can you? And then she'll test me. She'll leave it for three days. She's like, it's been sitting there. And you walk by it. And you make food and you see it in there and you just walk away. I'm like, I don't know what I don't know what that is. It's That's not why you have 10 plates. Like that. Yeah, you have 10 plates for a reason, right? You can just keep using them for their <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bart, I don't know. I don't know if we could be roommates, buddy. Um, because I align I align with Bob. I'm OCD on like cleanliness. Um, and I have one buddy in particular that every time he comes to visit, when you talk about the toothpaste in the sink, the entire faucet, everything is just toothpaste And he was here for like four days. And I'm like, how do you do this? How do you not even see that and give it a wipe? I don't know why guys do that. I have no idea. I wish I could answer it, but they're just, I think, unaware. Or maybe they think that's just something that can be dirty. But I'm yeah. like, I'm the same as Bob. I'm just like OCD. Well, like, well okay. So, so now this is interesting because um, I, I, I feel the same way about toothpaste. Like I like to have the cap on there. I like to have, you know, like I have a couple kids and when there's toothpaste in there, I'm like, why you guys? And I just, I see that it really bothers me. I can't walk away from that, but dishes yeah. like, what's, what's my problem? Why would I be able to walk away from one and, and not the other? I don't know. Interesting. Dishes, man. Dishes. The thing about dishes is like the, di- the sink is always like six inches from the dishwasher. So like if you can put your if you can put your dishes in the sink, it's take true. another six inches and put them in the dishwasher. Like it's really, true. it's right there. No, you know what? I don't, I'll I'll admit something and just hope and pray my wife never hears this. I feel I it means so much to her when I do it. So why in the world would I not just make that part of my lifestyle of like you know right. before I go to bed at night, go make sure it's all done. And do- matter of fact, you know what, guys, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna make a commitment right here, right now. This is a new thing for me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the dishes. 
Every night before I go to bed. Woo! You guys inspired me. here first. That's right. Nice. You're, you're welcome, Bart's wife. You are welcome. We made you a better man today. Hey, you know what? I will be rewarded plenty for that because she loves it. And she That's appreciates awesome. it so much. Hell so why yeah. wouldn't I do it? I don't know. But I do it. I do it. That's okay. awesome. I love it. Okay, next question. Why do some men hate makeup on women? Hmm. I don't hate makeup on women. I, I you know, I feel like uh, too much makeup. Like if it looks like a freak show, like, you know, Elvira walking in all the time, I'm probably not loving that. But I like Maybe excess makeup. makeup. Maybe... Maybe, maybe the question should be, why do men, yeah, hate too much or excess makeup on women? Yeah. Well, you know I what? Think... That, maybe, that, maybe that's what's interesting about this is that they think the issue is you don't have to wear makeup, but really you can't say, I don't like how you do your makeup or you put on too much makeup or, you know, mm -hmm. like a lot of times you're doing this like crazy eye style, like, like, like too yeah. much. Yeah. I but agree. that's yeah, insulting I, if you I, say I... that. If, if you say like, you wear too much makeup, that's like you're asking for. But if you say, oh, yeah. hey, you don't need makeup. That's a good point. Right. Also, you also can't say, wow, you're really garbage at putting on your makeup. You can't say that yeah. either. So no. no. But I mean, and my wife, like, she puts great with makeup. It doesn't like she's not a different person when she shows up. It yeah. looks great. She looks amazing. Well, so I think I that's always I, a complaint, right? Like you always think, well, you know, you don't want to go to bed with one person and wake up and they look totally different because their right. makeup's laying on your pillow. You know, so I get that part of it for sure. But I think, yeah, if there's a nice natural way and then, and then you know, on a, a, a more formal night, maybe they doll it up a little bit more and, but it still, you know, still looks like them. Well, that's awesome. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen some stuff online where like, you know, it's like this transformation, you know, from like one thing into the next and you're just like, oh my God, you know, right. I can't even imagine. Right. So I would hate that. I would hate that. But you know, I, I you know what? I'm just while you're saying, but I'm just kind of realizing like the women that are kind of addicted to it, or they don't want to go outside, or they start to feel uncomfortable. I think that's something that we don't like to see. Like I, I hate to see insecurity in people, you know. Yeah. So if they feel like, oh, like you know, I got it, I can't show up there without you know all the stuff. It's like oh, you don't need that. I mean, you don't need like I think as like a guy, like women, they're beautiful, like innately, like they're just beautiful in general. And you want to get like super glammed out one night, cool, yeah. awesome, do it. Yeah. But you don't. You don't need it. Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Like Bob said, I'm a big fan of like the natural, like just, like, I think makeup can enhance a little beauty, but I'm just, yeah. a, I'm a fan of like natural makeup. I don't like it to be like a, a real production of makeup. Just not my thing. I'm just not as attracted right. to that. I like realness. Like you said, Bart, I think women are naturally beautiful. Um, and then, yeah, just like for me, I think if they put on a lot of makeup, it's, at least in a relationship, if I'm in a relationship, if you're putting on a lot of makeup, it's not for me. It's for yeah. somebody else because my preference is less makeup, just a more natural look. Um, so I don't know, but I, yeah, I don't, I just don't like the, I don't like excess makeup. Just, you don't need it. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next question. Real 180 here. <laughs> Why do guys take so long to poop? Why do you guys take so long to poop? <laughs> Why are you in the crapper for 20 minutes, Bob? <laughs> oh, you know, for me, I, I can honestly say with my son and my wife that it's kind of like, it's me time. 
You know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in there. I'm not working the whole time I'm in there. I might just be relaxing. You know, I might just be, <laughs> I don't know, reading or alone in my thoughts. And it's until like, until the legs no one, go numb. Yeah, my leg, until, my, until I literally can't stand up. And then I'll be like, oh, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time I move. But yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy it because no one's allowed to bug you in there. So like technically it is sort of a golden rule, although my wife really doesn't follow it, but it's like, you know, if you're in there, it means business and uh, you know, please hold all conversations and requests <laughs> until I return. That's how I feel. <laughs> but do you guys see that movie with Paul Rudd and he's in the bathroom playing Jewel and his wife is outside saying, I know he's in there. I know he's cheating on me. He's doing, what are you, what are you looking at in there? He's like, I just want, I just want some peace and quiet, man. I just want some alone time. What Bob said, I want some me time right now. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. It's just something about the chaos of, you know, your day and you're moving around the house. You got kids and just stuff happening. You go in there, you're just like, yeah, in the special sacred room, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay. Right uh, follow, follow up question. <laughs> follow up. We should, we should have done this from there. <laughs> um, follow up question to that. Um, what's your go-to platform or when you're like, cause you're probably on your phone when you're taking a number two, is it Twitter? Is it Instagram? What are you doing on the phone? Are you reading? What is it? I read the news. I think I read some news items. You know, I think I play a little, uh, video, like a little pong, like this little <laughs> pong game. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I don't know. I don't know if I have a guaranteed go-to. I definitely check a lot. Lately I'm setting my fantasy football lineup. I'm making trades, you know. <laughs> Bart, what's your go-to? Uh, you know, I, I'd say this last month, politics, news, and yeah. I cannot wait to be done with that. And I'm just going to delete yeah. it all off my phone and get back to the important stuff, which is like TikTok and kind of, that's my right. new kind of love right now. Yeah. Like during COVID, everybody told me like, you know, TikTok, man. So I started doing it and it's just been such a blast. I'm kind of addicted to it. And it's got like this brilliant algorithm. So it kind of finds out what you're interested in and sends you, you know, stuff that you really like to see. So it's pretty great, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Twitter guy. I'll get on Twitter and like, I'm, I'm reading news. Like Bob, you read news. Um, Bart, you read political news. I'll do that as well. I'm usually, if I'm in, in the bathroom, in the water closet there, I'm probably on Twitter is my kind of go-to. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Why are men such big babies when they get sick? Here again, doesn't fly to me. I like to be left alone when I'm sick. Like, <laughs> really? I like, if I'm sick, I'm just like, just get away. Just give me my space. I'll get through. I'm a mind over matter type of guy. Like in my mind, I take pretty good care of myself. So I'm always like, I'll, I'll get through this. I do not need someone doting on me. And for some reason I get irritated by someone being almost too nice to me. Like mm. my mm. wife used to like try to take care of me. I'd be like, I'm oh, fine. So now she's just like, whatever, dude, have fun. You know? So Bart? yeah, it doesn't apply to me. Although she'll tell people it does, but then in secret, she'll be like, I know, I'm just trying to fit in. I just want you to, you know. To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bart, I'm what about with you? you? Bob. I'm with Bob on this one. I just, uh, I, I like to feel like I could take care of myself. Like I might have to just, you know, kind of put myself in the cave for a couple of days. Wet it out, um, yeah. But it is kind of nice to get the 
you know, a little extra treatment or, you know, some food brought to you or whatever. And my wife is awesome about that stuff. And I, I probably appreciate it way more than I want to admit. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Cause I, yeah. I'm never in that position. I don't know. It's just, there's something very sweet about it. Yeah. That is probably, sweet. I'd say that's probably part of it is guys like all of a sudden guys now have a reason to be nurtured. And I think guys, grown men even still like to be nurtured from time to time. And, and maybe most often is the case is maybe you don't get that. Maybe guys don't get that. Maybe they're always looking after other people, after career, after family, after kids, after friends doing something. And now this is maybe an opportunity for them to be nurtured and to be loved. So maybe that's why guys do it. Um, when I get sick, it's like, I'm in bed sleeping. Like I, I don't just get slightly sick. I get violently sick once every three years and that's it. Yeah. So yeah, like, I'm yeah. like, I'm just like sleeping. And then when I wake up, please God, just feed me. That's it. And I'll be a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me ask you guys, do you, what do you, what about when you get hurt? When you see you smash your thumb with a hammer or something and people are like, are you okay? Are you okay? Hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you guys oh. just want to be like, just stop talking to me for a minute. Yeah. I just want to Oh man, I hate it when people want to check in with me, make sure I'm okay right now. I'm like, no, yeah. how's your thumb? While I'm in pain, it's fine. Leave me alone. Yeah, totally. Okay, here's a question for you. I don't, I don't get this one, but a listener wanted to ask it. Why did Jeffrey Tubin do that? Who's Jeffrey oh Tubin? God. Oh man, that guy, right? Oh, he's yeah, he's the guy that uh, was caught. Uh, he was masturbating in a Zoom call at, at work at his office. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed this one on Twitter. I must yeah, have been in the bathroom yeah, lately. I actually don't, I don't know, Bob, do you know, I don't know if you know, I don't know the details. Like he left his camera on and the the computer was facing him and they, yeah, people saw it. So and the, one of the articles I read, yeah, I read the article in New York Post and it said that he, uh, apparently they, 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 they assumed, or maybe somehow they, figured out that he actually had two calls going so he had his work call and then he also had like a maybe a phone sex type of call going or oh. a, you know a, a chat room type of thing going on and uh he i mean it just it just blows my mind because i'll be the first one to admit that if i'm doing anything work related i am not even remotely oh my around. god <laughs> i'm not even and they were doing like a debate <laughs> or a political type of uh simulation so he was like, I mean, how do you think, oh, yeah, you know, now would be a good time. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I just don't understand. My gosh. And, and by the way, Brooke, he was at his office. He wasn't at home where you think, <laughs> well, oh, you know, COVID is kind of throwing us all off. We're at home doing our home stuff. This guy was at, he was at his office. Okay. Oh That's a new one for me. I, I have no <laughs> idea why he did that. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe he's really stressed. Maybe COVID just had him really stressed. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you know, we'll skip. I got to Go say ahead, one Bob. more thing about that. So I was thinking about this the other night. And I, I even said to my wife, I'm like, now it's one thing, you know, with cutbacks and things that are happening, you know, uh, across the globe right now to have to come home during a time like this and say, honey, I lost my job. Like, that's really bad to have to have that. <laughs> <Yeah>. But imagine, <laughs> multiply it by a billion. When oh. like, I lost my job because oh. on the job, I was doing this. And it's like, all of his coworkers know it. It goes viral immediately. It's like, oh my God, who's ever going to hire this guy again? You know, oh. it's like unbelievable. Well, apparently he's been really <laughs> outspoken in the past about any sort of sexual misconduct in the workplace. 
Like, and, well, and I saw one clip where he said, oh, if someone, you know, if a kid does it, his life should be ruined. And I was like, oh, that didn't age well. See, something that's that's thing, man. thou doth protest too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, why don't men and why don't men know what women want unless they're told? Why can men not read minds? Good sirs. Uh, I, I can honestly tell you that that is very true. We, uh, at least I cannot. Um, and I don't necessarily even want to because every time I try, even if I get it right, I'm in the ballpark of being right. You know what I mean? So I'd rather just get it straight from the horse's mouth, not calling my wife a horse because she's very lovely. And, but horses are also lovely. But I mean, I, I would rather not try to guess what I'm supposed to do. I would rather her just be like, hey, listen, I don't feel uh, happy about this because of this. And then I can go, oh, all right, cool. Well, I just won't do that anymore. You know, it's like that, that's simple enough. But if I got to try to figure out what's making you tick and then, you know, I mean, we, you know, we talked about this last week, but it's like there's about 17 different scenarios going on in a woman's head at any given yeah. time, according to two women that we both uh, know and love. So it's like, you know, if, if that's going on, how am I going to figure out which one I'm going to fish to and think that's the right one? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not far yeah. Enough. Bart? Uh, yeah. I, you know, I think women are just, they're, they're a lot more sensitive, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're more aware. And uh, I just feel like I'm a dummy sometimes. I'm just like, I'm thinking about my own needs. And, you know, I, I try to do the right thing all the time. I try to be proactive and, you know, be a good dad and be a good husband. And just, I think I'm, just don't pick up on the small cues. You know, yeah. uh, the other night we went to a restaurant and my wife got all dolled up and I didn't say a word when she showed up. And I remember thinking in my head, like, wow, great i mean my wife awesome and uh she was dressed nice she's like she fit and she looked beautiful thought it in my head didn't say a word mm -hmm. and then the couple we were with the, the wife says wow robin you look amazing and i was like god what is wrong with me i thought it <laughs> I, I heard myself say it in my head i know i meant it didn't say it yeah and i got yeah. Trouble. yeah oh yeah yeah i i get in trouble for that a lot when i come home and she's like the house looks immaculate. It looks beautiful. And she's spent all day cleaning. And I, and I, lo I love keeping stuff clean and straight and tidy and everything, but I'll come in and I'll be like, Oh my God, same thing. I mean, Bart, honestly, I walk out, I go, the house looks awesome. Oh my God. It smells so clean in here. You know? And she'll be sitting there looking at me like, really nothing. Yeah. And, and right. I won't realize it until she tells me the really nothing line that I realize, Oh my God, that wasn't my right. outside. Book. You know, right. I messed that and up. And now it's too late. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You appreciated it when you walked in, like, Nope. Totally Zero yep. Now yep. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the house is clean. <laughs> I, I also think there's just some like crazy, amazing coincidence when this happens, because a lot of time I think men do pick up on the little things. Men are present. Men do know what their wives or their partners want. But then the time when you don't, the time when you don't is a massive miss. Yeah. It's a massive miss, just what you guys were talking about. And it just, it lands like a, like a rolling thunder. So um, I think men, to, to stick up for my dudes, I think guys, you know, are very aware of what women want. But I will say that, yeah, we're not mind readers and we do miss stuff. That is true. We do miss things from time to time. Yeah, I think it'd be nice if you just had a canned, Every time, if you've been gone for a day or two or whatever you might do, and you come home, you're like, did you do something different with your hair? If you just said that, even if you don't think that anything's different with their hair, and be like, well, yeah, actually, uh, you know, because nine times out of 10, they have done something different with their hair. 
So maybe if that's like a canned <laughs> response that you open with, you look super caring and really, uh, you know, insightful. And oh, I think you're, I think you're onto something, Bob, yeah. you know, I never miss working out. Like I don't forget to work out in a day. Right. So, I mean, if, if it was, in, if I knew that was, I know that's important and I don't miss, and I know the other things in my life are important. You know, the irony is like, we're talking about, I think three guys here that care deeply about their relationships and yeah. about their women. And, and I, there's a lot of things in my life. I don't rate a 10, but my family and my relationship, with my wife is literally not my fitness, my career, money, nothing, nothing yeah. else gets a 10, but my relationship's a 10. And I still make these mistakes. Right. Yeah. It's not intentional. Yeah. It's not. Amazing. It's yeah. not. Why can't guys stay mad at each other? Not worth it. I don't know why that's a question. Why can't guys stay mad at each why, other? Why should we? Hmm. Is my question. Like, honestly, I think I, I, I am always like, my friendship's more important. So if I'm, if it means, you know, I would never in a million years would I ever stress a friendship over money, over, you know, anything like that. I mean, you know, it's like, it's always like, oh, I'll, I'll pay the extra. Don't worry. You know, or whatever. And it's not that, it's not that I can afford it more than someone else, but in my mind, it's like, well, we're not, we're not going to argue about it here. Just take, take this. Let me, give me my change back. I chose, yeah. you know, I would never get mad about that kind of stuff. And I certainly, I think we all give the benefit of the doubt probably a lot more to each other. I never think yes. there's a hidden agenda. I never think there's a, a motive. I'm always like, Oh, he didn't mean it that way. Like I literally, I do that all the time. I probably say that a hundred times a week, but I say it about everybody. You know, my wife would be like, I can't believe Debbie did this. And I'll be like, oh, you know, I bet Debbie actually. And she's like, let me have a moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like that all these questions up to this one have been uh, kind of negative traits. Like, why do men do these negative things? This one's like, yeah. hey, this one, I'll own this one. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, it's wonderful. I could have the ugliest fight with my friends or, or I have two brothers and we'll fight like crazy. And it gets ugly. And the next day it's like, go surfing. Like it never happens. Yeah. 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 And I, I don't know. I don't think it's by like some brilliant design necessarily, or we're digging deep to do something really spectacular. It's just, just in our DNA. It just kind of happened. Right. Yeah. I agree. I, I think so too. I think guys build in somewhat of a buffer for guys. It's just like, it's like, ah, he's a guy. You know, like there's like, there's a, there's a, there's a certain amount of grace that we're going to allow other guys. It's like, I, it's like I do with my dog. Like my dog could come running in the house, filthy right out of the lake, filthy and shake off right in the house. Somebody's like, why is he doing that? I'm like, eh, he's a boy. You know, he's just, he's just a boy. He's a dumb dog. There's just, my dumb there's just a, yeah, there's a certain grace that guys give other guys. It's just uh. like, yeah, he just didn't, he forgot about it. Yeah, he just, he's busy. He's just like, I don't know, guys building that buffer for other guys. <laughs> I guess true. That is interesting. You know, I, uh, I, I okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Bart. Uh, Go. Just, what you got? No, I was just going to say, I might, I got a little bit of a fight with my wife recently, and I had a hard time bouncing back, much harder than with a guy. And like, not to be like, you know, soft or anything, but like, I think like, because it was like, so emotional like it it, it hurt me kind of like on a deeper level you know and yeah. i maybe i took it i don't know personal or maybe that's because i'm a little insecure in that area a little bit you know because it ah, you know we're vulnerable when we're talking about emotions and our feelings and who we love and mm -hmm. and uh yeah i don't i don't know why it just I had a harder time bouncing back hmm. yeah 
Yeah, I've been yeah. there. Um, okay, moving on from that. Why do men have a bad attitude for the rest of the day when their team loses? So when your Lions lose, Bob, why are you pissed off the rest of the day? I love you. I was literally just getting ready to say, I spend about an entire NFL season pissed off. Yeah, as a, as a Detroit Lions fan, you know, we're not really, we're not allowed to feel good during football season. It's not, you know, so I don't really know what this, this lovely listener is mentioning. I've never not felt bad after a game. So, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm probably more emotionally invested. I played football in college. And so I'm more emotionally invested in, in, in how Michigan state does than I am about the Detroit lions, but the Detroit lions are, that's my squad, you know? So it's like, like, yeah, you know, it's, it, I think it's one of those things that I always think as a lions fan, anyway, I, there's been articles abound that I've read where it's actually like a psychological disorder that we always think this is the year, you know, for the, for the Lions guys. We're always like, this is it. Oh, no, we're finally doing it, man. We got this going on, this going on. And I mean, I have probably said it a million times and all my buddies laugh at me to call them the lie downs instead of the Lions and even my Detroit. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just getting all pissed off about it. But ultimately there's a lot of uh, pride that goes into your sports teams. And, you know, I mean, for that matter, Brooks, like my Red Wings, you know, I mean, I'm a big Red Wings guy, mm -hmm. like, you know, yep they at least give me something to cheer about. You know, my Lions just don't. So, you know, when they said the NFL was coming back, I was kind of like, eh, okay. You know, I'm excited to watch the Seahawks win. I'm excited to see other teams play, right? But, uh, you know, I'm not so excited to watch the Lions lose. Yeah. Bart, what about you? I, this one doesn't really doesn't really apply to me. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think uh, I get really upset, especially if I'm there in the stadium, like full emotional, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, like, I, I walk out, get some food, I'm good. Like I, yeah. I don't, I don't carry it with me. That's not one of my, I got plenty of problems. I got plenty of issues. It's like, you know, I guess man, I'm them. happy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to try something on for size here. See if you guys see if it resonates with you. Um, I'm reading this book called together and it's talking about uh, different kinds of connection for people. There's three different kinds of connection. There's an intimate connection, which is like your partner, your wife. There's a relational connection, which is like friends and stuff. And then there's a collective connection, which is being part of something moving forward. And I think guys, a lot of guys want to be part of the collective, part of like Lion Nation or Seahawk Nation. They want to be part of something because um, maybe they don't experience that in their life, in the collective um, with their part of their family, which is a smaller, I shouldn't say smaller, smaller is the wrong term, but it's not part of a mass group. Right. So there's family, there's work kind of thing. But then when they get to be fans of a sports team, they're part of the collective, the city, the <clears throat> Hawks nation, Seahawks, nation, whatever, they're part of something bigger. And so I think then when, when the team loses, it can affect that part of their connection. Sure. They, they, I don't. Does that make sense or not? Am I am I grasping at straws there? Or am I groping in the dark? Does no, that I, make I sense to anybody? Sense. I, I think. That, I mean that that makes sense to me. I mean, I, you know, I will say I'm a, I'm a lot like Bart in that I think I've gotten so used to it with my Lions that we're just going to lose that I, I literally at the uh, you know I leave in the third quarter while we're still <laughs> winning because the Lions do, and then in my mind I think it's sunny outside. It's a great day. Let's go get some cocktails. And I forget, you know, I forget that we lost in the fourth quarter. So, but yeah, I, I, I do get it. I, it makes sense that, you know, you'd want to be some part of something bigger. And, you know, I always say that if the Lions ever make it to the Super Bowl, there's no way I'm not there, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, 
that I guess that kind of plays. I, I like I like this subject, and I've I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about this, and I I think it's interesting because we need to feel significant, and when you have a significant other, yes, that fills a lot of your needs. Well, you don't. Not everybody has a significant other. And so you need to feel, um, you, you need that connection and you need that significance. And it can be, I think it could be uh, proactive. It could also be negative. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've read this thing about like, there's, there's a reason why a lot of young kids that don't have family end up in gang, because as soon as you join a gang, you're very significant. You're part of something, you get the tattoo, you know, you, you know, you, you go do things that are dangerous or scary and you, you're bonding with, with people. So uh, I'm mean, not to be a downer here, but like, I think there's like, those kind of things but then there's you know really positive ones like family like you know embracing your family and having really strong family relationships or or really fun ones like you being a part of a, a and watching your team and and uh, being a part of that that group but there's something about that uh, i don't know that that connection you get that significant yeah. i would also say i'd also say like good on guys for having some emotion you know because yeah. You could be completely unemotional. You could be completely unemotional unemotional about everything in your life. Ah, we won today. Ah, we lost today. Ah, it's a nice day. Ah, it's raining out. Like, what what do you want? Like, at least the guy is showing some emotion. He wants to be part of something and, like, it matters to him. At least he can see that there's a heartbeat in there. You know, that the guy has a heartbeat. He's invested. He's passionate about something. Now, does it have to ruin your entire day? Maybe not. Maybe take 10 (laughs) minutes and then let's move on because you didn't play a down. You watched it on TV. Exactly. (laughs) You know, but but I do like that people invest. And especially as somebody that played sports, I love when our fans invest personally in what we're doing because they are a part of us. It's not us winning the game. It's all of us. It's a collective. It's the city. We represent the city, the whole area. And so I love when people actually step forward with their heart to be there with us. It builds a bigger army than just our team. Yeah. So I actually love it that that guys get invested. Um, I heard something really interesting about, um, the significance of, of going to a stadium and connecting with strangers, people you don't know. And you can, and that's why like, mm. it's kind of nice. There's no politics. There's no, you know, preconceived judgments or anything. Like you can be, a, there's no, doesn't matter the, the race color creed of, of the person next to you. You are a hundred percent brothers, man. Don't you tell yeah. the way you're watching a game? Like, dude, I don't care what this person believes in. Standing next to me, that's my brother. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm part like, of the collective. Like, on, a, on a real deep level, like having this like emotional experience together, which I think is a really beautiful thing, especially in 2020 and all the politics and everything going on that's so polarizing. Yeah. And we have to think like, oh, if your ideas don't perfectly align with my ideas, then I hate. And it's like, yeah. just, I don't know anything about this person, but he's standing next to me. And I, I, love, I mean, as you go, yeah. you like you hug people and you high five. You don't know this guy, but like, yeah. you love him. Yeah, that's you're part true. of the collective. Yeah. That is awesome. Okay. Speaking of connection. Why do men want sex 24-7? Or is that a misconception? Do men want sex 24-7? You know, my wife and I are trying to get pregnant again. And I will tell you that uh, when, you're, when you're supposed to have sex all the time, you, you seemingly, you seemingly, at least I'll speak for myself, I won't make it a generality here, but I literally, I, I, I think I want sex all the time until I'm supposed to have it in this, microcosm or this little period of time and i'm just like exhausted i'm like again <laughs> you know it's like that movie she's having a baby with Kevin bacon she's like you know my temperature is optimal you know and you're just like oh my god so, I, don't know. I remember Maybe those days me. man <laughs> those are not fun <laughs> not. it's something like 
something not sexy about that, you know? Dude, I told, I told my wife, I go, can you do me a favor? I'm like, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm not smart. I'm like, trick me. I'm like, do not yeah. tell me. Yeah, don't yeah, tell yeah. me. That, you know, please. Just all of a sudden think I'm super hot in that moment and make me feel yeah. like I can believe that. Yep. You know? That's, That's all I need. Brilliant, Bob. That's brilliant. I wish I would have thought of that, man. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, so why is it? Why Is it a misconception that men want sex 24-7? Is that just a common misconception? Or do men actually want it 24-7? Well, I think like what Bob's saying is, uh, I, I think there's some truth to that because men think they want it 24-7. And then, I, I think you get it a, you, when you get it a certain amount, you're like, okay, well, maybe I don't need it 24 7. Because we're just always deprived. And when you're deprived, when you want it way less than they want it, then yeah. it feels like it's all I want because I don't get enough. Yeah. It's like ice cream or pizza. It's like, I think I want pizza all the time. I think I could sit there and eat a drop of ice cream constantly. But guess what? If I'm packed full of a lot of ice cream, my, my teeth are hurting. My head's kind of hurting. I'm just feeling all bloated. No, I, don't, I don't like ice cream all the time anymore. I want to break my That's true, man. And I hear my friends talk about like, oh, yeah, man, you know, five hours, that, you know, last night. I'm like, dude, what are you going to do all day now? Are you going to be exhausted? All day? Every once in a while, special occasions, you're going out on a trip or something like that. But like all the time, man, all night long. Like, yeah, like after the first 12 minutes, it was still fun. I mean, I <laughs> I've never made it that far, so I don't know. I'm like, I've never made it that far. You should try it one time, Bob. (laughs) I'm like, who am I, Sting? Am I supposed to be like Sting here? I don't know. I don't know that that's just, I I guess I'm interpreting the question that it's just men that want it 24-7. But I will say this. I have a friend who told me that she always had to have a boyfriend. She's like, I have to have a boyfriend because I cannot go more than two days without having sex. She's just like, I have to have it. And I was like blown away. I had never seen somebody. She's like, you have no idea. I have to have sex every day, multiple times a day. And I'm like, wow, I did not know wow. that. So I don't, yeah, that was maybe- Multiple times that's, every day. Yeah, she's, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> she, ended up, she ended up being my realtor and sold a house for me. Um, she was just a friend of mine, but sold a house for me. But it was really interesting. I just never knew that. I always thought- like most guys, probably guys think that guys have more sex drive, but I don't think yeah. that's necessarily true. I definitely know that that's not true. Right. Yeah. 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 I agree. I think that that's not true. Yeah. Um, I, I was just having this conversation with my friend. I don't, you know, that you guys know this quote that, uh, that women give sex to get love and men give love to get sex, hmm. which is maybe a whole topic, a whole nother topic, Brooke. Probably do a I whole like show that. on that. That's interesting. <laughs> Um, okay, how about this one? Why do men hate rom-coms? Oh, I, I don't relate to that at all. I love rom-coms. You I love them. Love- favorite one. What's your favorite one, Bob? Well, oh, God, anything old school with Meg Ryan, awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously you go with the When Harry Met Sally's and the Sleepless in Seattle's and all those. But I mean, I like them all. I even like the... I, I, I'll dial it. I'm not afraid to say it. I'll, I'll sit there and watch a Hallmark movie all night long. I love that stuff. So <laughs> I, that does not apply to me. And my wife tricked me into watching The Notebook, which I know does not have the com in the rom-com. And I bawled like a baby and I love that damn thing too. So I'm, yeah, I, I'm totally out on this one. Okay, Bart? <laughs> uh, I think, you know, I mean, I'm an actor, so I, I, I kind of like watching everything. Not my favorite, but uh, I mean, there's definitely some good ones. I guess there's a lot of bad ones, though. 
you know like the genre itself is like there's a reason rom-coms have to have big a-list movie stars and that's because people wouldn't go see them if it wasn't uh, the mm. part of the studio machine you know like you need that mm-hmm. drive so which which is okay you know there's great actors doing rom-coms so don't get me wrong and i love those ones bob the meg ryan one you know sleeps in so seattle good. i mean this some beautiful, you beautiful ones. Mayo. But there's some terrible ones, man. There's some terrible ones, some oh. terrible Hallmark movies. I've starred in a number of terrible Hallmark I can't even watch my own movie. So bad. <laughs> um, awesome. the, the, the reason here, I'll give you a reason why men hate them. Because it's the same scenario played out with different faces and different actors, actors, actresses. It's guy meets girl, falls head over heels. Guy does something to apparently screw it up. They break up. Then they get back together. Girl is happy. End of movie. It's like, oh my God, I would watch that right now. What you're saying is it's the women like to see a couple falling in love and the men don't like to see that. That's kind of what that boils down to, right? Because that's really what you're watching. Yeah. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. And, and like generally, if I'm looking to put on a movie, truth be told, I want like explosions and guns and action and something <laughs> fast. It's just if I get to select the movie, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I don't know. Just the wrong. It's just predictable. It's very, it's very predictable. There was one movie. Do you remember this movie, Sweet November? No. Charlize Theron, oh. Keanu Reeves. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bob, watch that movie because okay. that's the only movie I've ever seen where it didn't just like beautifully come back together and the world was perfect. It kind of <laughs> left you pissed off is like a little slap in the face at the end of the movie with what you're expecting i'm writing like, it down oh, i'm writing yeah. it down sweet november all Watch right it. it's the only it's the only alternate ending to like i don't know if it's rom-com kind of it's a rom whatever I, it was so long ago i saw it maybe a decade yeah. plus or something but i don't know i can do without the rom-coms i'll watch them i'll sit through them but like i hope there's just some funny parts in it I mean, the, the problem is these days there's so um, many movies and so many things to watch on Netflix and Amazon and Hulu. Yeah, outlets, yeah. So much That's content true. out there. Um, okay. Here is, yeah, that's true. Um, why do men lie about their height? I always what? round up. So I, I will tell you I'm, I'm technically 6'2 and probably like between a half and three quarters. So I always just say 6'3". Now, I don't see that as a lie, but I don't round down. I don't, oh, I, I never say I'm 6'2". I ask, oh yeah, I'm 6'3". And they'll go, really? Ah, 6'2 and a half, 6'2", quarters, 6'2", 7'8", I don't know. But it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I, I always round up. And I, I don't okay. know why that is, because I, but I, I know I'm a tall guy, but it's like, it's not like there's any inherent reason for it other than I guess I'm just not rounding down. Now, when it comes to my weight, if I've been eating a truffle ice cream, I round down instead of rounding up. So there's that too. <laughs> Get it. R- round the height up, round the weight down. Bart? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think all three of us are 6'3"-ish. So we're, yes. all, we're all really tall guys. It's kind of a rough question for us. But um, it's funny, Bob, because I always say 6'3". I'm really 6'3 and a half. And I always feel like, why do I got to get the half in there? You know, why do I just get to say three and a half? What's wrong with me? Why can't I just say 6'3"? Right. And just be happy with it, you know. Well, I so, think if you were to say the half, then it would be weird, right? Be, because I like, think so. It'd be like me saying six two and three quarters. I mean, yeah. I'm like six two and three quarters. <laughs> you know, it's, it's sort of like when people have a kid, and like I, I'm going through this right now. My kid's gonna be two next month, and I feel really weird when they'll go, "How old's your son?" I'll go, "23 months and uh, three days." It's like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Round yeah. half. You know? Two years old. Yeah, he's two yeah. years old. He's, <laughs> he's close enough. <laughs> 
But I, I will say, I have heard a lot of women being very judgmental about men's height. Yeah. That's not. Yeah, I've heard it a lot. Like girls yeah. want to date guys that are, you know, below six feet or below five ten or you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's you always hear it in that. Six feet. Six feet's a magic number. It is. Yeah. And if you and if they're the first thing a woman will say, oh, he's he's too he's so short. He's good looking, but he's so short. And you're like, right. Yeah, you're well, short. Who cares? Well, you know. You know what's what's wrong is like they're they're the first to be offended if you say anything about their weight or right you know, anything any you know like how could you insult the female body but you better be six feet tall you know like wait a minute <laughs> you know? that's so true yeah if you're yeah. if you're uh, yeah i i see guys guys that are under i feel for guys that are under six feet that are just grasping at that six feet but are never going to make it like i just feel yeah. for that it's it's a blessing truthfully it's a blessing to be i'm six two um and i'm six two i'm not six two and three quarters or i'm not leaving anything off of there i'm just actually <laughs> six two but it's i i would love to be like six four six five yeah, like yeah. I, if i if i could be taller i'd probably choose to be taller yeah i have a six five nephew and a six seven nephew wow and i'm always just like man six six seven, six, almost too seven. yeah and, he, and he's a golfer he doesn't play basketball and wow. he wow. smashes the ball every time off the tee like 300 yards it's crazy but wow my six five nephew, it's like the perfect height. He's just, you know, it's a nice height. So yeah. Does he play ball? No, neither one of them ever played basketball. See, I I've met a couple guys that are that kind of height, and and you just like you don't mean anything by you say, oh man, hey, you play ball, and they're like, yeah, no, no, I know. I, every day, all day long, people want to talk to me about basketball, and I don't play basketball. Yeah, 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 same. <laughs> Okay, we got two questions left and we'll let you guys go. Um, here's one. Why do men not care about social media slash social media image as much as girls? Yeah, I get yelled at for this one. I, I, I've taken a lot of <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're, if you're on the, like the Bachelor or the Bachelorette today and you're a first night reject, you got like 1.8 million followers the next day. You know, <laughs> I was... I was on Tristan's season and then I became the bachelor, but it was before social media. Thank God. Yeah. And I just never cared. And then all of a sudden I was getting people kind of getting in my grill about it a little, like you got to do this. Now I get people yelling at me because I post too many pictures of my dog and too many pictures of my kids and nothing, no interesting content. I'm like, I don't feel like I do anything interesting that I can share, you know? So it's true. I, I am the poster boy for this question. And I think it's, to be honest, I don't want people to think that I think I'm that, uh, that I think that I'm so interesting that you need to be obsessed with what I'm doing in a given day. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think there's a little part of that that makes me think that way. Although I don't feel that way about other people that have great content. I look at their stuff. I'm like, oh, that's so cool, man. I wish I would have done something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't think of it. I just never think of it until it's too late. Bart? Yeah. Yeah, I think all three of us are kind of in an interesting situation where we're, we're all in the movie biz. So we have these social media accounts that, especially our age, we, we want it for business, but we also want it to be for our own personal use and, and post things that interest us. And it's like, well, those two things don't like perfectly coexist really. And it's almost yeah. like offensive. Like I'll post a picture, a stock image photo of me from High School Musical 12 years ago, and I'll get, you know, 50,000 likes. And then I'll post like a really intimate picture with me and my kids. And it's like, like no, like no, yeah. dude. Come on, get that. Yeah. 
you know, it's like, that hurts my feelings, man. This is like yeah. the first part of my life. But, you know, so I think it's hard to kind of find that balance for people like us. Yeah. And I, I, so I don't, I can't, I can't really speak for the guys like that are not in the business that they don't care, but I certainly understand it as a pain in the butt. And Bob, I'm the same way, man. Like social media was happening when I was on like my biggest, like highest profile stuff. And sure. everybody's telling me to get into it. And I was like, I don't need that stuff, man. I'm like, you know, I, I just don't need it. And uh, yeah, could have done it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I tried to catch up, man. I'm just trying to catch up. And yeah. now, you're, now you're gone. It's, like, I feel like that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, guys. Yeah, you gotta be doing something fun today. Yeah, yeah. Look at me dance. Keep pumping those TikToks out, buddy. Yeah, I gotta keep pumping those TikToks out. I gotta say, like, all the other social media is like a pain in my butt, but TikTok, I just enjoy it. It's super. <laughs> It's super that's fun that like the, the youngest, probably most immature outlet is the one I just feel super comfortable. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, if I was to answer this question, why do men not care so much about social? Um, I think it's because less, hmm, I think because in general, painting a broad stroke, which I hate to do, but I'm going to paint a broad stroke. Guys are less worried about what others think about them. Yeah. Than maybe what women are. I buy that. So it's everything isn't as intentional and it doesn't have to be like, I see, I've seen this many times. As soon as you take like a, a and I'm not, I'm, I'm not judging women or just saying only women do this, but as soon as they take a picture, it's look at it, criticize something about it, hit the app, Facetune, alter something, and then maybe we can use it. But yeah. guys are like, yes, yeah, great. Okay. Put it up there. This is wonderful. And, and, I don't know. I just think guys, maybe guys just feel like they're not being judged as much. So they're like, I don't have to like think about my content as much. I don't yeah. know. I really don't that's know, but accurate. I think that's accurate for sure. Yeah. Um, and maybe we just don't care. Maybe we just, we share it for ourselves. We aren't sharing it for other people. Like Bob, you said you share pictures of your dog or your whatever. Like I share pictures of my dog. I actually like, I actually care about my, my social stuff too, because I really enjoy photography and I enjoy sharing beautiful things that that inspire people and capture like beautiful moments um because those are visual memories for me so i think yeah. i'm probably more intentional with my social than most guys but i have other i have a buddy that just throws something up and i'm like wow you just gunned that up and didn't ever look at it ever again hey like, it's just like <laughs> the internet really needed that one <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, okay, last question, then we'll get you guys out of here. Last question. Why do men love barbecuing? What is it about barbecuing that men absolutely love? Uh, you know what? It's true. Like, I literally right? am king of the grill in my mind. And it's like, you know, I, I will have a plan. I want to do it this way. I'm, I'm thinking about it for days. Or if even it pops up and it's like, yep. I got this. Even, I might not even be the best cook in the place. I'm, nine times out of 10, I'm not. But in my mind, I've got to be the guy manning the grill. And I don't even know why that is. And that's true. Um, maybe it's I think it's because what I think yeah. it's, it's what you just said. It's the word you led off with. I want to be the king of the grill. It's you feel yeah. and like if you're grilling for so you feel like the provider, you feel like the king. It, that, yeah. That's a powerful emotion for a man. It's an yeah. important thing to be the grill master. <laughs> the grill master indeed I, <laughs> I think it it really has something to do with that fire too man it has to do with an open flame food cooking on top of that like like a caveman there's something yep. very like 
space and and I don't know, like Neanderthal about it, you know, that I think we connect with. I know I do. I'm obsessed with cooking on an open flame. When I go camping, mm -hmm. I love bringing food and bringing meat or whatever, bigger steak and throw it on a on a top of a flame out on a out camping in the mountains. Ah, oh, great. Love yeah, it. it. It's it's it provides it provides significance what we were talking about before. Cause like the, the barbecue, that's why you, we get together. Let's have a barbecue. Like you're saying the word barbecue. So the guy that gets to run the barbecue is the king. Barbecue is just not another word for like, like let's have a meal together. But yeah. you, you feel like you are the provider of, of the whole experience because you have the meat, which is for some reason we anoint it as the most important thing in this meal when it's not, it's just part of the meal. There's vegetables there's salad, there's juice or what there's other things, but we anoint the meat as the most important part. And to be the guy that gets to prepare that for the group. And then everybody gives you these, Oh, this, the steak is so good. Oh, it's so well done. Oh, this sausage or the hamburger. You just feel damn good. You yeah, feel damn good. good. Yeah. Right? You know, I will say Brooks on top of that, when you say the word barbecue, you're not automatically, you're putting a lot of emotion behind it. You know, it's usually outdoors and it's an event yeah. and people are bringing kind of special food to the thing, you know? And it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it paints a picture. Paints it's, a uh, yeah. And now, uh, and it, yes. Yeah, <laughs> now and it, it um, it's like, a, for me, it's actually like a little mini vacation. It's like, you forget about everything else. Everybody's like, we got a crew of people over here for a barbecue. The world has stopped. Outside yeah. of this little room, and as far as I can see right here, this little bubble, the world has stopped in my mind. And so, like, it's a real, it's a real moment of presence. It's a real moment of gathering and time of connection. And then the significance of being able to provide. Usually, you've bought the food that you're grilling. So, like, this is my treat, my way of showing love and and to my friends and sharing my heart with my friends. And so, there's so much actually that goes into it, which is why I love it. I love, I love that. That's interesting. Cause it, it, there's something very, there's a huge difference in the dynamic between coming over for dinner where a lot of those things are similar. I'll provide for you and make you dinner and everything yeah. else, but coming over for dinner, let me, let me make you dinner as opposed to come over for a barbecue. Yeah. That's just, it's a, it's a, okay. So whose house are we meeting at? You want to come to mine? Yeah. I, right. I, I bought a new barbecue. It's just out back there. And ah. listen, Brooks, it looks like your place is like ready for a barbecue. It looks like you're in the wilderness. I am. I, I, I'm hiding. Oh, I love it. Isolation. COVID Let's isolation. Let's go there. Come Let's here. There. Dudes, I appreciate yeah, you both. Deal. Yeah, I appreciate you both. Um, once again, uh, Bob, where can our community find you? Where's, where do you hang out at? I'm at Bob Guinea all over the place. So Instagram, Twitter. Don't expect much. I'm a social media <laughs> challenge, but I'll occasionally check in. You can see pictures of my dogs and my kids. Love it. <laughs> Bart? I'm going, Bob. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you right now. Me too, man. I'm following you too. Awesome. Bart, where can people find you? Where do you hang out at? Uh, I'm at, at Bart underscore Johnson on all the stuff. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Beautiful. And then where, where can people, um, where can we get more information about Held, the new movie that just premiered Wednesday? Uh, at all those places, uh, just my social. Um, it, it's just, you know, we just had the world premiere yesterday. So it's just starting to make the festival route. Um, and we'll see. It hasn't come to the U.S. yet. So I'm super excited. I haven't seen the movie yet. The filmmakers won't let me see it until I see it with a big crowd. So I'm dying. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm excited. You guys, I always come. think that's so weird how you guys can work on. I always think it's so weird how you guys can work on something and then never see the product. 
it's like crazy, not be, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then I, you know, I did a, um, I was on KTLA this morning with Sam Rubin. He's asking me about the movie and I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I haven't seen it, man. I, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Well, well, when, well, when held skyrockets and then you do a held to just put in a good word for your buddy, Bob Guinea and Brooks life. Yeah. And we're good to That's go. Right. We'll be, uh, Absolutely. We'll, 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 I'll even do the, I'll even do the catering. I'll be the, uh, <laughs> service. the grill. Master. Yeah. I'll grill, grill, I'll grill. Yeah. Bob and I will grill. We'll provide food on the set. You name it. Yeah, we got you um, covered, brother. Guys, I thank you for your time. I thank you for your honesty and your answers. And to our listeners, thank you for your questions. This was awesome. I hope we helped you understand some things from the male perspective. So till next week, everybody, take care of one another, love one another, and we'll see you back here for another episode of How Men Think. <laughs>